Before we get to our guest, I wanted to talk to you about something that's really important to me, which is privacy. Moving money around, moving information, sending messages in today's world with Web 3.0 coming down the pike, privacy is very critical, especially to a journalist like myself. Utopia P2P is a complete privacy ecosystem. It's a 360 degree approach to privacy. It includes everything you need to move information or value around the world. It includes a encrypted messenger service, an email platform, and cryptocurrency payment system. It's fully decentralized, so it's not on any main server. It's based on blockchain, so it's distributed. It has an unmatched level of security. It has a feature-rich toolkit on the system uh, that supports 28 languages. There's a very low barrier to entry, and it also supports Bitcoin and also their coin internally. So if you're looking for a way to move information and money around the world where you don't want prying eyes uh, looking at what you're doing, go to Utopia P2P and have complete privacy on their system. And now let's get to our guest. Welcome back to American Conversations. Today we have a, a special guest, uh, Attorney Tom Renz, who is representing several whistleblowers inside the Department of Defense on information that has come to light of extremely high vaccine injuries inside the DOD and the uh, basically the leadership of the Pentagon covering up much of this data. Welcome to the show, Tom. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks, Todd. So I, I'm a, I have a somewhat of a dog in this fight. I'm a, an academy grad. I was an Air Force pilot, special operator. I have a lot of uh, you know friends still in the service, All many of them at flag rank now. And so this is, uh, and I have sons in the military as well. So this is really special to me. So could you give us an overview of our audience may not know exactly what is going on, kind of a 30,000 foot view of what's happening, and then uh, we can go from there. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you, and thank your family for your service. Uh, I mean that. Thank you. Um, so what happened was is, uh, I don't know, it's a couple weeks ago, or whenever it was, mm -hmm. I had some, some whistleblowers had some information, and uh, a friend of mine, Lee Dundas, brought this to me, and uh, got in touch with them, and so we decided we we're going to bring it forth. So we got this to Senator Johnson, and Senator Johnson had the courage to put it out publicly, uh, which God bless him because they seem to do everything they can to censor anything from me anywhere. So, I mean, the, this was a big move. The data was from the Defense Medical Epidemiology Database. Okay, so this is generally reputed to be the most respected and best health database there is. It's based on defense medical records. Um, it's frequently used for research and to cite for, for you know, peer-reviewed publications. Best of the best of the best. So this, this, uh, this data showed a spike in a number of categories of injuries between 2020 and 2021. And, and that's a really important thing. But we actually went back to 2016. And it's important to understand that the baseline data from 2016 to 2020 was very consistent in every category of injuries. So that includes 2020, which was the year of COVID. So you can't say that the issues are from COVID. What you can say, though, is that going from 2020 to 2021, the only thing that really changed was the, the mandatory vaccine program. Now, the military is by and large young, healthy people, so you don't see massive numbers of illnesses, injuries, other such things. Well, once, once the vaccine program was implemented, we saw skyrocketing rates of infertility, of uh, birth defects, of cancer, of neurological issues, just you name it, all sorts of problems. 
Um, and it was, I mean, it, it was far, far more severe than anything related to COVID. I mean, the military people were largely unaffected by COVID, but yeah, once the once the jabs came in, you saw yeah thousands and thousands of of serious serious injuries. Uh, it I don't have access to how many resulted in death, but we would imagine quite a few. Hmm. So, that being said, um, these whistleblowers basically data mined the database, for lack of a better term, and found kind of before and after images of changes that had been made. Is that correct? Yeah. So what happened was is, and this started because some of the, so for example, uh, Colonel Long. Mm -hmm. So Colonel Long is a, she's a, she's got her MPH and she's a doctor. Mm -hmm. And part of what she has to do is she has to educate the base. She, she takes care of, uh, you know, people who have, who are in training to be pilots. So they're very healthy, right? I mean, you've got all the, you know, they're good, young, healthy people who are in good enough shape to be pilots. Well, if if they're coming out, if they have to step away from training or take a day off because they're sick, someone has to explain what's going on, right? It's it's mm -hmm. kind of like needing a doctor's note. Well, she kept seeing thing after thing after thing after thing that she'd never seen before. So she did what any good doctor would do is research to see what's going on. And that's where she, that's part of the way that this was found. I mean, we got another whistleblower who was in public health command, and so that that's how he noticed. But you know, these different people, uh, uh, Pete Chambers, uh, he, Green Beret, got shot shot downrange carrying someone off. You know, that, that had been injured. Um, you know, Hero, he's also a doctor. Um, you know, he got the jab and he had neurological issues, all sorts of issues himself. I mean, they really had serious, serious side effects. So he looked, so there's different reasons that they look, but they all had reasons to look for this. Right. And, uh, what we found was, you know, we, we presented this data and then within a few days, my whistleblowers look again and they see they're changing the data. And yeah. so we call and we say, you know, what's going on here? Well, then uh, the military makes this really nothing little statement to PolitiFact where they knew, you know, I mean, it's PolitiFact. So they knew that no one was going to ask them any tough questions because the fact checkers don't. They just tote the line. They're not fact checkers. They're just uh, paid advertisers. Um, so the military says, well, there was a glitch in the database. <laughs> and that was their explanation for this. Now, they, here's the thing. They said there was a glitch in the database, right? But they said that the data was correct for 2021. So, but it was wrong for 2016 through 2020. <laughs> That's really interesting because that means that even though you didn't know there was a glitch in the database until I, you know, had whistleblower testimony in front of a senator, you the database somehow magically fixed itself between 20 and 20 2020 and 2021 it's magic it just, mm -hmm. just fixed itself you also have to believe that uh you know there are there are tons of public health professionals who look at dmed it's it's considered one of the premier health data collections in the world there's also uh, Fauci's crew at the CDC is also watching DOD data. So they were aware of this. And you've got the defense contractors who maintain and keep DMED active. They were watching this. Mm 
And you've got a whole group of military people whose job it is to watch this, to monitor for health issues in the military. So to believe that this was wrong for five years, you have to believe that all of those people didn't catch it. And it was off not by a little bit. They're saying it's off by 100%, like ridiculous amount. Yeah. You know, so they, they're trying to tell us that none of these people caught this for years and years. Then the database magically fixed itself. It's the most ridiculous story I've ever heard. It's cover-up just couldn't be more clearly a cover-up. And to me, this is this is Watergate love. This is like this is one of the biggest cover-ups ever because they're killing our troops. Yeah. One of the things, Tom, I just want to cite here because I pulled up Dr. Paul um, Alexander's list that he has on his website re relative to this. It says that there's 2,130% increase in high blood pressure. There's an increase in uh, MS, multiple sclerosis, by 614%. Uh, you know, seizure reports are up 298%. So the, I mean, it's important for people to understand these are not small numbers that we're talking about. Oh, no. They're huge no. numbers. Huge. For things that you normally would not see, um, you know, in healthy young men and women at this yeah. age. Yeah, it, it, it's it's absolutely statistically, yeah. These numbers, it would be statistically impossible for this to happen by accident. It's not like there's a two percent bump. Mm -hmm. We're talking about hundreds of percent. So right. I mean, you know, yeah. Every year there's fluctuation. Interestingly enough, in 2020, the year of COVID, a lot of the things uh, went down a little bit over year over year. They were down a little bit. I mean, you didn't see health issues, but that makes sense, right? Because we know that COVID, you know, 99.9% .9 recovery rate. And basically, if you're under 30, nobody dies from COVID. I mean, yeah. it just, you know, there, unless you're like, you know, mm -hmm. comorbid with all sorts of issues, nobody died from any of the strains of COVID unless they were like really sick if they were under 30. So, you know, most soldiers are younger and they're fit. They're also very, I mean, you got to go through boot camp. You got to be fit. So, you know, the idea that you would see these random things and the cancer thing is really scary, right? Because if we're seeing a 300% spike in cancer that quickly, mm -hmm. what's going to happen in three to five years? Do we know, do we know what kind of cancer that that is in the, in that database? Yeah, there's a number of them and I can, I'm looking over, so I'll, I'll give you a couple things here right now. Um, we know that, uh, uh, some of the some of the big areas that we saw were uh, uh, thyroid, endocrine um, glands went up uh, over four hundred percent, I believe. Uh, testicular, ovarian, and breast cancer all skyrocketed. Esophageal. Um, there were a few different things, and we're also mm. seeing some of the bizarre cancers popping up that weren't there. You know that nobody. Nobody ever gets. So these are things that, well, and this makes sense, right? So the the particularly testicular ovarian, uh, you know, in light of the fact that Japanese study that came back a while ago that said mm -hmm. that lipid nanoparticles were settling in the reproductive organs, particularly of women, you would, you know, that makes sense that if this is, you know, a cancer causing agent, that you know that's where you get the cancer. So I mean, I'm not a doctor, but you know, common sense says that. 
you know, if you got a cancer causing agent that's settling in your ovaries, well, that should that should be a concern. I mean, you know, that, that yeah. just I mean that just goes with the program. And let me ask you about the the, the whistleblowers that came forward. Did they have their access to this database was because of their jobs, right? Yes. All right. And and do they have and they have medical backgrounds or some training in, in medicine? Oh yeah. So we have a bunch of whistleblowers that aren't public. Um, and then we have the whistleblowers that are public. The three that are public right now. Uh, Pete Chambers is a doctor. Well, all three of them are doctors. And okay. Teresa Long is a uh, doctor and an MPH. Uh, Sam is a doctor. Um, she's a, she's a, just let me interject there. She's a flight surgeon, I believe, at Fort Rucker. And what that means is that she looks over a cadre of pilots on a daily basis. So if there's any problems, yeah. even from a cold or whatever, she would have to see them and okay them to fly. So yeah. that makes sense anecdotally that she would see these b before anyone else and yeah, see because she would be looking for them Todd. Is yeah, this, yeah, so, yeah. So she, mm -hmm. And that basically they can either fly or they can't fly that day. Right, or, right. Or months or something. And mm -hmm. she actually, she just explained this to me. So she has to give a report, you know, I think once a month or maybe once a week where she goes in and she has to explain, you know, the, to the general or whoever, why it is that this, that any person that was out was out. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, we pay a lot of money for our, our boys to be trained to be pilots. Right. It costs a lot to do that. So there's accountability in the military. So if someone's out because they're ill, she looks at all the records. I think she said she has 4000 people that she looks over and uh, she has to account for, you know, why this for everybody that missed missed. I mean, that's part of her job. Um, so, and we'll have more about that coming when we put the declarations out, but yeah, she would be the first one to see this, especially trends. And one mm -hmm. of the things that's interesting is she would spot the trend much faster than anybody else, because it's her job to look at the trends and to look at what everybody's doing and then to explain what's going on. Well, Todd, you were, you were a, a helicopter pilot. So mm -hmm. explain to the audience for those people that don't know when you're flying, I mean, how often do you have checkups? Well, you have an annual physical, but it's up to you. You're not allowed to self-medicate. So if you have any kind of problem, especially uh, it's not so bad with low-flying aircraft, but especially high-flying aircraft that get up high, that if they have some problem with their ears or you know sinus infections or whatever, it can cause a real problem. So you have to go in and check, you know, and tell them you got a problem, and then they'll okay you or not. Or but you can't like go, you know, buy your own medicine and do that because they want to track everything that goes into your body. Uh, so that's, it does make sense that she would see all that. So, so, the, so that would, if it, depending upon, you know, how many pilots there are, the, the 4,000, these guys are going in there and basically, I mean, they're, they're self-reporting. Yeah. A lot of it. All yeah. Right. So, mm -hmm. so, so the, the trail of evidence that you have, Tom, from a legal perspective, I mean, it's when they went in and changed, did they increase the injuries from that, a period of time from 2016 to 2020. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Is they're uh, they've gone in and they've tinkered with a lot of the numbers from back then. I they, you know, we downloaded again after they started changing and we took records of that, and uh, you know they they changed a bunch of them. We're analyzing all that right now to try and figure out what's going on. But you know, here's the thing. Let's say for a second. Let's play devil's advocate and say, okay, maybe the database was wrong. 
maybe there was a glitch. Well, then we've paid how many millions of dollars to this contractor and for our boys that are watching this. We had Anthony Fauci and NIH watching this on the year of COVID, 2020, and no one noticed? I mean, mm -hmm. you've got five years that nobody noticed were a total disaster in the records. And by the way, if the records are, if the new records, the changes that they're making, if those are correct, then we have an epidemic, an absolute epidemic in our military. We have the least healthy military on the planet, and we need to really find out why they're all so sick and have been sick for years and years and years because the numbers that they're saying now are, are just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, they, they don't make sense. I believe, uh, I believe, so the military is about 1.4 million people, so well under 1% of our total population. And I believe in their new numbers, maybe I've got this one wrong, but I think that uh, they had, the military would have been accountable for six years for over a third of testicular cancer in the country. So less than 1% of the population is responsible for more than a third of the cancers. That doesn't make any sense. So right. either they're lying or they're incompetent. And well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Tom. Dangerous. You are, I mean, the vaccine in, the vaccine mandates in the military obviously have been a big problem. They've been through the courts and there's a seal case working its way. They've had some relief or some progress. Are you involved in any of that at all? Or are you just representing these guys from a, a standpoint of legality as from the whistleblower side? But what I guess what I'm trying to get at is what needs to happen with this data to blow up those cases in our favor? Um, we're, you know. we're working with it. We're working with some of the attorneys who are doing those cases. So mm -hmm. I've got a ton of cases all over on this, right? Mm -hmm. Just an absolute ton of cases. I was not trying any of the military cases and I wanted to badly, but I don't know JAG law. I don't know military code of conduct. I don't mm -hmm. know the, the, you know, so I just wasn't competent to bring those. It was kind of, frankly, it was eating me alive because I really, really, I mean, these, these, these are kids who came out and volunteered their lives to protect us. Mm -hmm. The least I can do is stand for them. I've been just chomping at the bit to get involved in this. And uh, what happened was, is when this came, well, you know, whistleblower law, we're okay. That I got, right? That's that's something I can, mm -hmm. I've got. I may not have all the ins and outs of the military, but we've got some other people that I'm working with who do have the JAG side and uh, some of that involved. And so it created a situation where I'm so, so honored to be involved um, mm -hmm. because, you know, these guys, they're the heroes, right? It allowed me to, so, and, and, uh, it's allowing me to help do that. So we're going to, what we're doing is we're in the process. You got to understand, I got this data on like a, a Wednesday or Thursday <clears throat> and had to present it to the Senator by next Monday. Um, so we had to do everything necessary to vet this data so that the Senator could be absolutely certain that what we had was what we had because the Senator was very disciplined about that. And he mm -hmm. should have been. I mean, he was right to be. And uh, so we had to do all that like in a few days. And then, you know, now we're in the analysis process and getting ready to submit it into the courts. We're submitting it into the courts. And then uh, we're going to try, we're going to help to facilitate. I'm just happy to, any lawyer that wants this and wants to submit it, we're trying to get, we're going to get it into format where they can use it wherever they need to for whatever they want. I mean, we, we really want to help everybody with this. It should nothing we're doing should ever be 
about one person. It's about the cause. Mm -hmm. Are you interacting with DOD at all? Are they like asking, hey, why do you think this is bad? Or what do you are trying to help you find more data or? Oh, no, DOD hasn't like responded one bit to either us or to my knowledge to the senator. Um, you know, he's written a couple letters. They, they're not responding. Only one they responded to was this weird statement to PolitiFact. And I don't know, they may have done like one other news outlet. Um, they, they're, they're hush. They're, they're not saying a word. And, you know, it's because, listen, there is no win for them on this. Either they were completely incompetent on a level that is mind blowing, especially in light of the fact that 2020 was COVID, you know, mm -hmm. according to them, the worst pandemic ever, or they're fraudulent. I mean, I don't know, you know, either way it's a lose. I, I would say it another way. I'd say they're working for a foreign power to destroy our defenses and kill our people. That's what I would say. Well, I think that there's more truth to that than we'd ever want to know. I think Let me ask you, Trump, Go ahead. Is, uh, is Senator Johnson going to proceed with any type of special hearing? Is he going to subpoena anything from the Department of Defense? I know that he said on his... Um, January 24th roundtable where you announced this, that he was putting the Department of Defense on notice to save all the records. But yeah. has he done anything more? So the Senator's done several letters and he's done, you know, a lot, as much as he can do. And I, so you got to understand something. I have no problem calling someone out Democrat or Republican. I don't care if it's a Senator. I don't care if it's, I don't care who it is. Um, I'm in this for the cause. So I don't, I'm not saying this because I'm trying to blow sunshine at the Senator. To my mind, the Senator has done everything that he can do on this and is continuing to. Now you got to remember something. The Senator is in the, is in the, the minority party in the Senate. Mm -hmm. He's got a, he's got a Democrat president who's just apparently a complete crook. And, uh, you know, he, he doesn't have the ability to necessarily force too much here. So, I mean, he's, to my mind, the senator is doing everything he can. Mm -hmm. I think he's been very brave in allowing us an opportunity to speak on this. We're going to continue. What I will tell you is that my next steps is, you know, once we get this into the courts, we're going to send a letter to Congress, to a lot of our elected officials, and we're going to tell them, you know, hey, guys, this is what we've got. Are you, uh, are you on this election year, are you going to stand with special interests, pharma and the billionaire class, or are you going to stand up for your soldiers and the people of America and the children that they're trying to poison with this vaccine? And we're just going to, if they, and then we're going to offer a briefing and we'll see who cares. Hmm. So it, what that really means is you guys can expect more made up garbage hit stories in the press on me because Neither the Democrats nor the Republicans really want that to happen. And I kind of just don't care. Yeah. Well, we want to broadcast that when you do. So let us know. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's terrifying when you think about it because you've, you have all eyes on this, you know, Defense Department medical database and nobody speaks up. And then when people do speak up, they try to, you know, cover it up. But as we all know, the cover up a lot of times is, is the unraveling onion for a lot of yep. people because somebody had to order that, somebody had to take a look at it. And we know that the military keeps records and orders and written orders. So, you know, the, eventually this will come up. That's, yep. that's, the, that's the beauty of this story 
as terrifying as, as it's been for the last two years and as nuts as it's been, because, you know, one day it's a mass, no, then it's no mass then it's double mass. And it just, I mean, every, the, the narratives change all the time. The longer period of time you have to really get into the weeds of any investigation, the easier it is to get to the truth, although it may be a longer period of time. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've been on, on attack mode against us since we started. And I started two years ago. I mean, I started right away when they locked down. You know, they told me to lock down for 14 days and I told them where, where to go. Um, you know, we started that fight legally right away. And, uh, you know, they've tried everything they could to. It, it's interesting because I've never wanted this to be about me. But yet they keep they've done everything they can to discredit and silence me. I'm just bringing out evidence. I'm bringing out truth. And yet they, you know, they kill the messenger if they can. But, you know, they, they try to intimidate us. They try and silence us. And yet, well, you saw this DHS garbage, right? Uh, did you see the, the just the uh, yeah. stuff they came out, I think it was, or whatever it was, yeah. said, you know, hey, you know, you guys are, uh, if, you're, if you're sowing distrust in public institutions, you might be a terrorist. Well, um, I, I'm saying this everywhere. I am spending every minute that I can spend sowing as much distrust in public institutions as I possibly can. I distrust the DOD. I distrust DHS. I distrust Anthony Fauci and the entire Department of Health and Human Services. I distrust our president because he hasn't uh, told DHS to get rid of this order. And I'm going to tell you right now, um, I've been out promoting People, people following in the example of Martin Luther King, Jesus Christ, and Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> uh, you want to tell me that something that's domestic terror about that? I got news for you. The terrorists are the people who are trying to destroy our Constitution and silence people who are pushing for free speech. And these cowards, I'm sorry, you aren't going to intimidate us. We're going to keep fighting, and I don't care. With that, Tom, thank you very much. We want to have you back because this story is obviously not going away. So uh, down the road when things develop, we want to have you back on and let you tell our audience where things stand. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hey, if anybody can, come to rens-law.com. We need the support. We need your help. we got to give send go. got attorneys. we got everything, but they got to feed their families. So i got to fund them. Understood. Tom, thank, thank you. you. I was going to ask you about that. Thanks a lot, Tom. Take care. Thank you.